0: It's Freestyle Friday, and I'm Glenn DeGeek from Ocala, Florida.
2: And I am Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Friday, October 14th, episode 3039, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse world. It's
3: Friday, and another weekend of riding is a
2: few short hours away. Jamie and Glenn are here to help you make it through the day
0: with some fun guests and some really bad ads.
4: Enjoy the show. Wow,
0: well, this is a big weekend around the horse world. We got a five-star event going on in Maryland. We have a thoroughbred makeover going on in Kentucky. And Joy, from host of Retired Racehorse Radio, is going to check in live this morning about that. Dorothy Crowell is also going to be here, and she's going to tell us about a unique three-day event that they do down here in Florida that sells out every year, and it's an educational three-day event. You actually get, basically you get a lesson and then you go out and do it. You're still competing, but you get lessons all along the way. Really cool idea. Really cool. Yeah, we're going to talk to her about that. Uh, And I guess we have some really bad ads. And then in the Auditor Post show, we're going to talk about birthday gifts. That's what we're going to talk about there. But before we get to all of that, I have to talk about something that's driving me crazy. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. So we have all kinds of bugs in Florida. We we get every kind of bug that you can imagine, and then some that you don't imagine we get.
2: I mean, I, you have like things that will... You have roaches the size of softballs. Yeah, they'll carry have, an those, apple
0: away. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, fortunately, now that we're in a concrete house and not a stick built house, we get less of the big bugs. But In our last house, if you remember right, we fought for like a year with fleas, Florida fleas, which apparently are different than every other flea we learned. And we finally had to have the the people come in and spray the house several times and we finally got rid of the fleas. Well, now this year, and I think it's our palm trees are the culprit here. We have two palm trees, beautiful palm trees in the front, one beautiful palm tree in the back of the house. And they're the kind that drop these fruit that are about the size of a quarter. And they come down like 150 at a time. They fall out.
2: Yeah, big chunks of them.
0: Yeah. And they're apparently you can eat them, we, although we've never tried. You can eat them and you can make them into wine and things too. Mostly I just try and pick them up out of the yard because after they're in the yard for about a week, they start to smell like rotten wine. So but it's hard to get them out of the grass and they we can't get them all. And now we have an infestation in the house of fruit flies and I cannot get rid of these things and they're driving me insane. So I I don't know if they came in with fruit that we had in the house or if they're because we're surrounded by this rotting fruit outside our house. I don't know. But have I, I, you ever had
2: the fruit fly thing? I had fruit flies for the first time this summer, and I swear to God, it doesn't matter what you do. Because I, so one of the things they say to do is to take a bowl full of, you take a mix of Dawn dish
0: soap and, and apple, cider, apple cider, vinegar. cider vinegar. And my whole and, office smells like that right now because I have two bowls in here.
2: Yeah. And it did, it, it did nothing. Well, so then I went, it's on attracting Amazon. them.
0: They're all around the edges, but they're not swimming. In
2: the- <laughs> <laughs> They're supposed to go in there and drown because yeah. they can't get out of the ain't soap. Doing that. <laughs> well, I did that and they didn't really help. And so then I went on Amazon and I bought these little like pouches that are like you poke a hole in the top and apparently they go into this little attractant and then they drown in there and yeah, nothing. Nothing.
0: Oh, Jennifer just sent me Harris flute fly fruit fly trap. They don't work. Yeah. No. I
2: don't know. I don't know if mine was the Harris one. I'll have to go search my Amazon history, but like it was it was it, it did nothing. Like I, I mean I, I was actually tempted to write a review of like this is garbage. Don't but it was like two dollars, so you know whatever, okay. so it wasn't crazy. Um but yeah, no, you're screwed. Like sorry, I've got nothing. <laughs>
0: I mean, and they're all over the house, not just in the kitchen. They're in the they're in the bathrooms. They're in the office, and there's nothing in the office that you would know attract what you them. You need a winter. <laughs> yeah, 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 well, look, yeah, we don't get much of that either. So I think we're just screwed. I do. Yeah. If anybody well, they, has anything that's ever worked, email me at Glenn at horseradionetwork.com. Well, I,
2: what we did in Arizona with our palm trees because we had a couple all around the property is you just have to get them trimmed before they drop their fruit. And, and what do they come tree, in and
0: cut the basically the fruit while it's green out?
2: They could yeah they climb up and they just they shave the bottom of the palm tree to where it's just looks like a beautiful palm as opposed to having all those fronds hanging down. Right, and so every six months I had to have the palm trees trimmed, and it was at first it started out as thirty five bucks. This guy was shimmy up the tree cut it well then they got so tall because i lived there for like eight years that it was he like, was like and now there's 75 a piece so <laughs> I, I was like you're this death defying what you're doing so sure um but yeah i i just had to get them trimmed before all that stuff would drop
0: so you had the little fruit things too
2: oh yeah there's like those they look like almost like grapes coming down yeah they look like,
0: like tiny like oranges clusters. almost yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, and they stink after a while.
2: It's just, it's, yeah, you just kind of trim the palm trees ahead of time. But as far as what to do with the ones in your house, <laughs> sorry, buddy.
0: <laughs> well, welcome to Palm Tree, the Palm Tree Podcast. You're in the <laughs> right place here. <laughs> Actually, well, you know,
2: just regular flies in my barn. I mean, uh, God, I am just. I think I, I love summer. I used to love summer. Until it flies. <laughs> and now I've been, you I'm like, I can't wait till it gets cold. Yeah, it's just, there's cows next door to us. It just doesn't matter what I do because mm. everybody around doesn't do anything. So, I mean, I have these bags and the traps and I catch the flies in the barn and I must have eradicated. Like, I literally think I should get like an award from the city of Norman <laughs> for the eradication of flies. Yet I don't because they just keep. Coming back. Did I don't you ever know try the from. fly predators at that barn? I did in Arizona, but not here. And not, because if you have chickens, they eat them. Oh. <laughs> and so it becomes a big problem. You know, the best thing to do is just remove the poop. Well, I do that. I clean my stalls all the time. And no, it doesn't no. matter.
0: Yeah. I don't care if you remove the poop. The flies are still there.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. They're like,
2: oh, the poop's gone sweet. I'm going to get in your grain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Welcome to Bug Talk. All right, let's let's continue. I'm just so frustrated with these fruit flies. Fruit (laughs) flies, barn flies, all
2: the flies. And (laughs) bot flies right now are killing me. Those things are awful. I'm like, I have the calmest Andalusian three-year-old ever in the world. And yesterday he was like, I'm going to bug you off because there's a fly. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God.
0: (sighs) (laughs) Can you all tell we're a little frustrated with bugs right now? I think that's every horse person, though. That's not just us. That's everybody. All right. I you these lovely auditors with birthdays hate flies, too. Happy birthday to our auditors, Rosemary Root, uh, Nancy Jones, Patty Perry, Lisa Grunwald, and Heather Wallace, host of Adulting with Horses, and also Jessica Phoenix, who I assume is riding in the five-star this weekend. So, Jessica, if you are, we hope you win because her birthday's on Sunday. Wouldn't it be nice if she took the win on Sunday? That'd be a good birthday present, so we hope that happens for you.
2: All right, I got to give my daily Winnie to you, Glenn. What Thank I do you now? so much. Um <laughs> no, I I just full transparency. We're recording this on Thursday because I want to tell you where I am today, which is Friday, and I'm not there right now, but I'm going to be there tomorrow and I'm so excited. So you, you guys know typically that camping is not my thing, but there's this place in Hugo, Oklahoma. Okay. It, it, it makes no sense whatsoever. It's called the Endangered Ark Foundation. And Chad is on vacation this week from work. And he was like, where do you want to go? And so I started talking to my friend Larissa and I was like, oh, Chad's on vacation. The kids are on fall break, but let's do something. She was like, I've always wanted to go to that place. And I was like, oh, I want to go to that place too. So she and I concocted an entire vacation, two nights of camping. And we're going to this place in Hugo, Oklahoma. And I came home and I was like, Chad, I planned our vacation. We're going camping in Hugo, Oklahoma. And he's like, what?
0: What? <laughs>
2: <laughs> the cabins are full. So I am tent camping in Hugo, Oklahoma. Why, you ask? The Endangered Ark Foundation. It is a place in Oklahoma that has the second largest amount of Asian elephants in the world. Really? It's an Asian elephant sanctuary.
0: In Oklahoma?
2: <laughs> In Hugo, Oklahoma, Glenn. It makes no sense. And uh, you can go and... We, I would think um, Asian
0: elephants like it a little wetter and like jungly.
2: I don't, I don't know. They, they, they take care of them and there's all sorts of cool stuff you can do. We've, we've booked an hour long tour, which you get to go meet the elephants and take, they call them elfies. You get to take elfies with the elephants, selfie, elephant selfies. And so we're going to go down. Our thing is at 1030 on Friday morning and I'm so excited. And so we're going to camp Thursday, tonight, uh, Thursday night and go do the elephant thing and then camp Friday night and come back Saturday. Saturday and I'm, I'm just so excited. It's a really cool place that has, I mean, everybody that goes says it's just awesome. Again, it's all rescue elephants in Oklahoma. Let me just say that again. Yeah, just, Oklahoma. I can't
0: it wait makes, to hear about this because it's so weird. <laughs> it makes no
2: sense whatsoever, so I'm pretty excited. It's going to be great.
0: All right, good.
2: It says, the Endangered Ark Foundation is a private nonprofit dedicated to ensuring the future of Asian elephants in North America, providing a retirement ranch for circus elephants, and educating the public about this endangered species.
0: You're not camping with the elephants, right? Because one step on that tent and you're done. Uh,
2: yeah, we're, we're not camping uh, okay. with the elephants. We're camping by a lake. but. They have cabins and everything. Of course, they were sold out.
0: <laughs> well, good luck camping this weekend. I bet you elephants attract flies, too.
2: Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> That's
0: all right. Bring I your can blood, take, take. elephant <laughs> flies
2: are better than poop fly, horse poop flies.
0: Or fruit flies. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we talk about studies all the time. And I came across this study this morning. I had to bring it up. I think you'll laugh. So this was a study that was published in the Journal of Behavioral Decision Making.
2: Oh, that's a journal I subscribe to. (laughs) So that's awesome.
0: Behavioral decision making. Oh my God. It's a journal for everything. So, this was out of Finland, and it was a study involving 15,000 Finnish men who completed an IQ test as part of their compulsory military service when joining the defense forces. So, a lot of countries, it's compulsory you join the military. And apparently, they do an IQ test, um, which I thought was interesting. Uh, and that's why this is all men and there's no women because it's not compulsory for women. So they took those 15,000 men and and took their IQ test scores, and they cross-referenced it with extensive records of online gambling sites. So here we compare the Finnish men and their IQ tests with online gambling sites, and what did they uh, conclude? They concluded that the higher a man's IQ, the more likely he is to bet on horse racing.
2: Really, <laughs> I did not take a turn the way that I thought
0: it no, would. It's not definitive why, except that they think it has to do with math because horse racing is a mathematical challenge. If you really do it, if you do it, not like me, and oh, you actually so look at the, the program, names is
2: not <laughs> yeah. a thing. Okay, so yeah. like me going out there and being like, "He's the prettiest." Yeah, I like <laughs> that
0: one. I like the That's... name. No, it's not us. So uh, I don't know that we qualify in the high IQ category anyway. But I don't know what my IQ is to be honest um so anyway they don't
2: do that to yourself
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, i'm not going to take the test I, i'm no. 60 i really don't want to know at this point so yeah that's what they they found now why this study is important i have no freaking idea what what you do with this knowledge i don't know do you change horse racing to cater to more smart people i i don't know Oh, it just basically
2: knowledge. is telling us that we're super smart. And yes.
0: that's, <laughs> what it is. that's what it is. So. I
2: gotta tell you that the IQ thing is funny because my mom was, my, my mom was really into that kind of stuff. Like she wanted us to to get IQ tests. I don't think we ever did, but I think we all
0: my- did in like between junior and elementary and junior high or something. There was an IQ, but they didn't tell you what it was.
2: Yeah. I don't think that's it. They they probably, they didn't tell you what it was. (laughs) (laughs) No,
0: they didn't. They're
2: like, "Don't, don't, don't, don't call his mom. Well, my brother, my twin brother is, uh, well, he got a Rubik's cube. Okay. And he was messing with the Rubik's cube a whole lot. And he walked up to my mom and he, he was like, I, I finished the Rubik's cube and handed it to my mom. And she freaked out. Oh, my God. My son's a genius. Oh, my God. Oh. My, my brother? <clears throat> not a genius. So <laughs> she freaks out. And she freaks out. She's so excited. He's probably like 10 at this point. And she gets so excited. She's like, I've got to call my mom. Like goes crazy because my brother can do a Rubik's Cube. And she freaked out and got so excited that my brother had to come clean. He took all the stickers off and <laughs> put them... In the right places to look like he did, <laughs> and he was like, "I, I, che- I cheated, I cheated, I cheated." <laughs> because she was your so brother's excited. in jail
0: now, isn't he? <laughs>
2: uh, might as well be. He's been pretty lucky. <laughs>
0: there's a con artist yeah and
2: that is the family i grew up she
0: did he tell her or did did she send it for an iq test
2: he had to come clean because she freaked out like she was like oh my god mike i don't know if doing a ruby's cube at the age of eight or ten or something shows you're a genius or not but she sure thought it did and she freaked out and was like on the phone in like a minute mama you're not gonna believe what justin did oh my like i i i i took the stickers off i took the stickers off <laughs> With lucas goes yep that sounds like uncle justin <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: pretty bright though i would have never thought to take the stickers off See? Yeah, how did I...
2: he get them off without like messing them up know. you know but yeah i remember he was all i think he ironed them i
0: don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's funny all right well, let's go let's go Forward in time to tomorrow, Friday, when I'm actually going to do this interview.
2: Yeah, sorry, Joy. I love you. I'm sorry I'm not here. I'm petting elephants.
0: (laughs) We're talking to Joy, and she's host of the Retired Racehorse Radio Show and been on our show many times. And she's coming to us live from the Thoroughbred Makeover in Lexington, Kentucky. And yes, this is on Friday. Well, hi, Joy. So good to have you on with us live from Lexington, Kentucky in the Thoroughbred Makeover. How's it going over there?
5: Oh, my gosh, Glenn, it is such a blast. It's so nice to be back here after the whole world panorama, and it seems like everyone's coming out, having a good time,
0: and just taking in all the sights. And uh, so we, I think there were around 400 horses this year, and so what? what's the atmosphere?
5: You know what? It's, it's lively, but also, like, very communal. So I think we just have just under 400. There's a couple scratches, as there is at every horse show. Um, but definitely a good turnout overall it seems the competitors are definitely enjoying the environment the horses have been great there's really been a handful of loose horses so far
4: so
5: <laughs> not too many that girl
0: which which if you have thoroughbreds in a park or uh, at horse trailers and in stalls, that's uh that's always a common thing so it's always a common thing <laughs> what have you gotten to watch what kind of events because they have like a thousand different events there
5: It's really unique in that way for anyone who hasn't been. It's one of those few horse shows you get to see a lot in one space. Um, Zach and I have been running up and down. We calculated it. I had over six miles of walking yesterday to try to catch as many events as possible. We've seen Dressage. We saw Show Hunters headed up to cross country, got to watch the polo, which was a lot of fun. And we have a couple interviews from a lot of the different competitors today. So you'll have to check that out the next episode of Retired Resource Radio.
0: And we had, I know, a couple of our auditor super fans that ha- were there showing. I know uh, Colleen is one of them, and she was on the show here a couple of weeks ago talking about her thoroughbred. How did she do?
5: Colleen did fantastic. So she was in the freestyle as well as being in dressage. So at the freestyle, she is sitting in fourth place of now. So she will compete again on Saturday. So can't wait to see how she does in the finale. And then in Dersage, she ended up placing eleventh, which is also fantastic. There is a bit, very big pool of competitors for that, so she's done a great job with their horse evaluator, also known as Cheddar. Fantastic name!
0: I got to see she posted the freestyle, and she did a great job with the freestyle. I was very, I was very impressed.
5: Yeah, it was fun because I've been following. If you don't follow Colleen on social media, you absolutely should. She does a great job posting, but I got to see sneak previews of what she was getting ready for, and to see an eighty theme freestyle as is-
0: pretty epic. Her name is Colleen Nolan Tran, N-O-L-A-N-Dash Tran, T-R-A-N. So if you want to follow her, uh, do that on Facebook. She does post a lot of pictures and she's never not smiling.
5: No, (laughs) no, she's
0: fantastic. (laughs) She's always smiling. So we've done obviously some dressage, some cross country. Have all the events started or do they kind of rotate in?
5: They've all started, So prelims for Wednesday and Thursday, uh, just to narrow down the top 10 of each group, and they'll have their finale on Saturday.
0: Yeah, and the freestyle finale is like the big draw for it's the spectators. Big and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- that's the one everybody comes out for. Now, are there any other events going on at the horse park right now, or is it, or do you take Lots over the whole place? Lots of stuff place?
5: happening today. So it's kind of a chill day for the competitors, which is nice, although there's tip championships happening today. So for those who are overachievers, which is a lot more than I anticipated, they will be competing for tip championships separately. Which the is the Thoroughbred
0: Incentive? What's Thoroughbred Incentive Program. Program, yep, okay. Yeah, so, so they'll, they'll do be that. going today. But, uh, and the show jumpers, I assume, have moved out by now? Uh, so, there's not like a thousand show jumpers hanging around?
5: Not a thousand show jumpers, no. no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Unless they're
5: doing tips and they're still hanging out for sure. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of events happening. There's the master classes happening today as well. So, we'll be checking out the Polo master class of how to get an amateur experience into Polo, how to introduce yourself to it. Uh, ASPCA marketplace will be going on today to see the adoptable horses. Very dangerous for someone like me.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
5: and, uh, of course, checking out the vendor fair and speaking to different groups there to see all the fun stuff to buy up.
0: Well, that isn't the only thing you did, because you're in Lexington, Kentucky, and it has one of the most beautiful racetracks in the world. And another one of our auditors happened to be Alex Sherman, who we've had on the show recently as well, after she rode her first race as an official jockey. And she got to ride her first race at Keeneland as well.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. It was such a pleasure to see Alex ride. And I had to tell her she rode beautifully, despite her horse being quite spicy for oh, her really? um,
0: <laughs> How'd yes, it go? Uh,
5: <laughs> I didn't even realize it, but she told me that uh she he gave her a bloody lip and I was like, Well, no one noticed like,
0: <laughs> Jeez.
5: <laughs> but you know, she rode beautifully. You know, I always say she has the advantage over a lot of a lot of jockeys in the industry having a horsemanship background and it, it showed for sure how she rode.
0: Did you get to say hi to her after?
5: Oh, no, she no. had to dash away and, and deal with uh, the
0: spicy nugget she was riding that day. <laughs> <laughs> was this one of her own horses?
5: Yes. Yeah. So her husband was a trainer for this horse. He had another horse in as well. Um, but overall, it was a fun race to see. And it was nice because it was Zach's, my boyfriend, for those who doesn't know. It's his first horse race experience. So. Oh,
0: All right, okay. Care. So I'm his like first that. horse race experience is at Keeneland, not too shabby.
5: Not too shabby. I really, keep it stepping
0: it up. <laughs> <laughs> Next, you need to take him to like one of the lesser tracks, and he can see I what know. it's really like in the rest of the country.
5: <laughs> well, I get to come to Lexington a lot more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, what is on? Well, you're at Keeneland right now. You said uh, so. Yeah, what was going on this morning? For...
5: It's always nice if you're ever in Lexington. It's always worth going to Keeneland first thing in the morning. Have your coffee out there because you get to see the exercise horses going to do their gallops and breezes. So we got to see a couple different big names out there today, Um, but Amplify was out here as well. And Amplify is a great group. They try to get people involved in the thoroughbred career industry. So especially on the youth end of showing the different careers available, they have a mentorship program. So they had a big meet and greet today. So we got to chat with them and see a lot of the different um, retired resource competitors come out as well. So they had a nice turnout.
0: Very good. Well, that's good. Well, it sounds like uh, things are going well in Lexington. Have fun the rest of your trip, and we'll catch up with you next week sometime.
5: Sounds good. Thanks for having me, Glenn.
0: And don't forget, you can find all of Joy's episodes at Retired Racehorse Radio on any podcast player. Joint Armor from KPP provides your horse with the building blocks necessary to maintain healthy joints throughout his lifetime. Kentucky Performance Products Quality Assurance provides you with the confidence that you are purchasing a safe, high-quality product. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Joint Armor is concentrated and affordable. One jar lasts a whole 75 days. Joint Armor helps maintain fluid motion and flexibility in your horse's joints. It also supports normal cartilage development and reduces joint deterioration. Learn more about Joint Armor from Kentucky Performance Products and all their other terrific products at kppusa.com. That's kppusa.com. All right, we are back in time now to Thursday when we're actually recording the main part of this episode. But very shortly, we're going to be going back to Friday again with our next guest, who's Dorothy Crowell, who, if I remember right, was like a big-time eventer.
2: Can I just tell you right now that I am so bummed. She was in the Atlanta Olympics. She's amazing. Hers is Molokai and... I'm so upset that I'm actually not here in real time to talk to her because I'm like a super huge fan. She's amazing. Dorothy Trapp was her name when she was in the Olympic team, and Dorothy Crowell is her, her, her current name. And I'm so bummed. I'm missing this interview because I just was such a super huge fan of Molokai.
0: Well, and Jennifer was too. So she's joining me on this interview because you couldn't be there. Thank God, she wanted she didn't to. Somebody, you're like, was <laughs> she an event? Oh my yeah. God. Like, she's the eventer. Well, hi, Dorothy. Thanks for joining us uh, from the side of the road, as I understand it.
3: (laughs) Yes, no problem. I um, appreciate the opportunity to uh, talk about the classic three-day event. And yeah, side of the road so that my... my truck doesn't take over and you can hear
0: me. Well i thank you for pulling over. We appreciate it. It's the Barn Staple Classic Three Day. And you know, we've covered three day events on the show for fourteen years. And my my co host who's off today is actually a three day eventer and Jennifer was too who's here with me now. Uh, but what makes this different? What's it ma- what makes it unique?
3: Well, first, what I'm going to do is tell you that it's the Peterson Smith Barn Classic, or we actually renamed it the Educational Three-Day. And that is what makes it different and makes it unique. Uh, Peterson Smith was kind enough to come on board as our title sponsor because they agree that the classic format uh, is a wonderful educational tool. Uh, I think that, well, I've gone through the entire span when... The first time I heard about doing the, what we used to call long format, it was just now known as the classic format, at the training level, uh, that would have been probably 30 years ago. Uh, Mary Fike came up to me and said they were going to do that. I I was horrified and said, they're all going to die. Um, <laughs> because it's <laughs> being well, really any, honest here.
6: Anybody who actually did the classic long format back in the day would feel that exact way because you weren't able to do that until you were at the very high levels. There was no such thing as a training yes. level classic. Is that why yeah, that, decided, exactly is that why you decided to use those um, introductory levels to do
3: this? Well, so it took it took a couple of years of of uh, of watching and then being invited to be part of the education uh, to understand what Mary had done is she had taken the, the horsemanship that is required or was required to be able to survive at the, uh, at the old, long, or now known as classic format. Um, and she'd taken it and, and taken it down into an educational uh, tool that was perfect for those lower levels. And once I understood that and, and how she'd set it up so that it was as safe as anything can, can be on a horse, uh, I then uh, became um, a card-carrying member and, uh, and have been the clinician at three days annually uh, ever since for about 25 years. So
6: explain for somebody who's not an eventing fan or participant, or maybe even somebody who's only very much starting in eventing and doesn't know a lot of its history. Give us a quick Reader's Digest version of what a classic or formerly known as long format event is versus what three-day eventing is today.
3: Okay. Um, Well, it actually originated as a test for the military horse. So you had to have uh, three tests. One was to prove that the horse was appropriate for an officer and that was then became the dressage to prove that the horse was obedient and elegant and beautiful and all of that. And then the second test was to prove that the horse was brave and athletic in battle. He could gallop through a battlefield um, and that has morphed into our cross-country phase. And the final is to prove that after a day of battle, that same horse could come back and yet again, be obedient and careful. And that morphed into our show jumping phase. So to the big difference, th- those three phases are still part of eventing today, but the big difference is the endurance day or the, the day of battle. Um, and that uh, used to be much, much longer. So uh, a difference is Back in my day, <laughs> making myself very old here, back in my day when I was competing on the team, uh, the endurance day took over an hour. You were out on um, the first phase, phase A, which is roads and tracks, and that warmed you up for uh, the cross country. And that could take, you know, 40, 45 minutes of trotting through the countryside. Steeple, that got you ready for steeplechase. And then, uh, C, which was B, then C, which is Rosen and Drax, which caught, sort of cooled your horse down from Steeplechase and then got it ready for cross country, then the 10-minute box. Then the cross-country,
0: which was the final phase. So I remember when I first met Jennifer like 35 years ago, she was doing uh, the, the long format, and she was like, and I was all excited because I was new to this, and, and I was going to get to see her ride and do cross-country, and she's like, oh, it'll be an hour, I'll be back. Um, I'll be, yeah, <laughs> it's like, I didn't understand. I was like, what are you doing for the hour? <laughs>
3: Oh, it, it was it was really uh, one of my favorite memories. Uh, was actually doing the Blenheim uh, uh, three day event, uh, and uh, A and C, the two roads and track phases, actually trotted through the Blenheim Palace gardens. Oh wow! And it was
6: Goosebumps. The
3: <laughs> the only time that I was sorry that phase C was over. Uh, normally, you were like you couldn't wait to get to the box so you could get out on cross-country, you know, and this time I was like, can I just turn around and go do that again?
0: It's just pretty in here. <laughs> so,
3: it was just amazingly beautiful, yes. Yeah.
0: So what, what do you see happening to... Um, what do you see happening to... This. What do you see happening to the long format? Do you see it just staying, you know, staying as kind of a, a small offering here or there? Uh, is there a future that it becomes part of events across the world again? What do you see?
3: Well, I, what I'm hoping to do is, is to once again, let it be morphed <laughs> into this educational tool. And I think as that it could stay forever, and could sort of have a little rejuvenation around the world. And so yes, I basically am trying to take over the world with my little educational three-day idea. Uh, I think, <laughs> just be honest here. Um, I, think that, <laughs> I think that I think that in w- when I'm sitting out in the porch, you know, on the rocking chair with all my old cronies, and we're talking about the kids these days, and the subject comes up that the kids these days aren't the horse people that we were. You know, the They don't they're you know, they're just not the same. I usually say, yeah, that's because they don't have to be, you know. I mean, we we and again, in order to be able to successfully compete, even at the preliminary level, you had to learn. It was forced, fed to you uh the level of horsemanship. Now that level of horsemanship, I don't feel is really required. And when I say required, Ultimately, we're all competitors, and so in order to be competitive, we had to learn that horsemanship at the preliminary level. Now, I really don't think that is required until advanced, which, in my opinion, is too late. Right? I think that uh, uh, I think that this is a way to. I, I, I compare it to um, putting vegetables in your spaghetti sauce. <laughs> so so the, the classic three-day is so much fun. It is such a fun, I mean, what as we just described, instead of only being able to compete your horse for two to five minutes, you get to be on your horse competing for over an hour on cross-country day. It's, it is a great fun to do. Uh, and then in your attempt to do it, you end up, and in order to be competitive, you end up having to learn a level of horsemanship. And we take it a step further. We offer that horsemanship. And in our, back in the day, in order for us to be able to be competitive, we had to go learn it. Um, we actually offer it. It is part, it is a mandatory part. I'm not going to say mandatory, but I mean, who, who would come to do a classic three-day and ignore Leslie Law's talk about three-day eventing or, or not come and watch, you know, Peter Gray, who just judged at the World Championships, coach or talk about Will Foldry riding through your dressage test that you're going to be doing the next day. Or watch Sarah Kuzlomplik and her amazing Rubens uh, show jump with, and talking back and forth with Brody Robertson, who's who's designing our course at Peterson Smith Barn Staple, Educational 3 Day, um, uh, about his course design and and you know how he set it up this way and how he expects it to be written. Um who would say, Oh, I'm not gonna go watch Lauren Kiefer, sorry, Lauren Nicholson and Buck Davidson do their cross coming cross cross country demo over the very course that I'm supposed to jump on Saturday. Uh so who's not going to go listen and watch Kyle Carter do the steeplechase uh, demo? I mean, they're going to do all that, right? Because they would want to, and they're going to learn. And in some ways, what they're going to learn is what they don't know. And that is the key. You know, once you, as a horse person, start to open your eyes to what you don't know, then you're going to want to, to, to learn it, we're not going to teach people how to be good horsemen in five days, but we are at least going to give them the avenues and the tools they need to go forward.
6: So this is a, it's a little bit of a hybrid. This mm-hmm. is both a clinic and a competition of sorts because the participants who, because you can also audit it and not bring a horse, but the participants yes. who are bringing their horses are literally doing the competition in addition to watching the demos and the talks and the educational part. Is that right?
3: That is exactly correct. Uh, We've also set it up so that those participants will be the day before their dressage test in their competition arena, they get to go do a ride test with their judges.
0: Well, that's cool. Because
3: why not? Right. (laughs) And so, uh, I mean, why not? Uh, What a better way to learn how to improve your dressage test than from your very judge in your very competitive arena, um, the day before. So, uh, um, so yes, that is exactly the plan. I, I, I hesitate from calling it a clinic because most people think that means then they get to ride, in the clinic with, with these, you know, all those names I just said to you. And we set it up. So again, this is about horsemanship. If you were trying to do a classic format three-day event and your lead up was doing a full fledged clinic with all of these fancy people, that would not be, in my opinion, good horsemanship. It would also be incredibly um, expensive. <laughs> um, yeah, and you, you And could- you wouldn't be, yeah you could not yeah.
6: you couldn't afford to take clinics with all the people you have doing demonstrations, it, et cetera, et cetera this thing
3: <laughs> it, exactly and 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 it would take weeks and weeks and and you wouldn't be able to have as many horses so uh, that's we I basically reached out to them and said, after all these years, you guys have to have had something you really wanted to get across so whatever that is, that's what we want to hear All right. and uh, so
0: that's so what they're doing. Is, this is at uh, Barnes Staple. It is uh, here. It's not too far from uh, from Ocala, Florida. Actually, in Marston, Florida, and it, yeah. it happens uh, November fifteenth to the twentieth. And I assume that this sells out every year. But people can can they come and watch, or do they have to sign up as an auditor?
3: This is our first year, so yes, they can. We have we have multiple ways they can. We still have, I think, maybe fifteen open entries. We, we cap the entry at 100 in order to be able to, um, have enough time for all the education. Um, and, uh, they can come and audit. Uh, we, on the Barnstaple, um, Facebook page and website, uh, they'll see, you know, ways that they can sign up for auditing. And, uh, Taylor Harris insurance has been kind enough and they believe in the equine education as well. Uh, so uh, they have sponsored our live stream. We're going to have a live stream oh, cool. and even more exciting. The educational demos are going, the, the recordings of the educational demos are going to be stored at, in the ride IQ library. Y'all have heard about oh, ride yeah, They're IQ. one of our
0: sponsors. Yes. For
3: there sure. you go. Well, the ride IQ library is going to uh, maintain uh, the demos in their library. So, um, I'm very excited again about the access to the education. That's that's my that's that's the reason I'm doing this.
0: Well, I think it's a great idea. It sounds like a lot of fun. And before we let you go, I know you're you're on your way somewhere. I have to ask you. <laughs> I have to ask you this question. This is totally off the wall, but that's the kind of questions I'm in charge of. Um, okay. Were you the only equestrian on a Wheaties box?
3: <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> the true story behind that is though my wonderful Hall of Fame uh, three-day event horse, Molokai, deserved to be on a Wheaties box, no, there has not yet been an equestrian on a Wheaties box, which don't get me started, that's not fair. Um, a really good friend of mine who is quite good at um, art, at arts and crafts, uh, actually created that and shrink <laughs> it and gave it to me, right? Because she thought we deserved it, which was wonderful. That's Miss Diana Rich, if she's hearing this from Ohio. And then people would come to interview and they would take a picture of it and not even say anything to me. And then it would end up in the article as one of the pictures. And so then it just sort of became this it, its own story. And I got tired of telling people this story. So I finally... You know when they would drop that into a longer conversation of, and they were on a Wheaties box. I didn't interrupt them to say, but but, but that's the true story. No, we works.
0: You were on not a Wheaties actually. box, it just wasn't made you, by Wheaties. That's right. You were exactly. on a Wheaties box. Exactly. There's no question. Well, it was
3: made by Wheaties, but my inclusion was maybe not part of their plan.
0: <laughs> well, I am going to use that picture, which I'm stealing off of uh, Venting Nation. Uh, I'm going it's, to use that picture for our show notes today. So we're going to start that all over again. It's going to be like the, what was it, the 79 <laughs> thoroughbreds or whatever, whatever it was.
3: Oh, my God. No <laughs> kidding. That's perfect. Yes. Yes. I you know and ultimately Molokai deserved to be on the Weedies box. Did. So I I just I just stopped. And you know, it's like, okay, yep. <laughs> he did it. Go mo. I just happened to be on his back. So uh
0: there you go. All right. Well thank you for joining <laughs> us today. And good luck. Uh good luck here in, uh, next month. Thank
3: you. I appreciate it. I'm super excited
0: about it. WinTech has always made riding easy and comfortable, combining world leading innovations and high tech materials in lightweight, weatherproof, and easy care saddles. It's easy to see why WinTech is the world's number one synthetic saddle. Brand. The comprehensive Wintech range offers not only cutting edge designs, but improved standards and fit, comfort, and performance benefits for both you and your horse. It's time to ride, time to enjoy, time to get to a Wintech saddle. I think that's what Jennifer's riding in hers right now. Find out more at Wintech saddles.com. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but.
2: Hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trader. Well, it's a laissez
0: faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trader. Load- All right. I have to interrupt this bumper with a special oh. announcement.
2: Okay. It's
0: breaking news. I have one fruit fly that went in <laughs> and took a swim.
2: Oh, finally, one down. All the rest are going to
0: follow. Keep going with the badass. <laughs> that was unnecessary. I'm sorry. It's, I'm so excited. There's a fruit fly that has died.
4: Go down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if the talking in circles and the D-Lane square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading.
0: Horse trading.
2: All his friends are going to jump in and save him, and then it's
0: like... I'm going to burn the house down. work is done. Right. It's time for some really bad ads, it's that time of the week when listeners submit ads, and we just have a little bit of fun with them. And that includes Sharon, who we're going to talk about a little bit later in the show. Um, but uh, Horselovers.com is kind enough to provide the prizes every month that we give away to people who submit ads. And Horselovers with a Z.com has over 120,000 products, all relating to horses and Equestrian people, you can check them out. Or your barn, you can check them out at HorseLoversWithAZ.com. The first prize that they're providing this month is Weatherbeater Prime saddle pad and ear bonnet. It's a sixty-dollar value, your choice of style and color. They're durable cotton pads with wick easy lining to help keep your horse cool and dry and comfortable. Breathable mesh spine for extra airflow, and a high wither design allows extra space where needed.
2: And the next prize, again, these people are so awesome. I can't believe they just keep donating these awesome prizes. The nylon cooler saddlebag with cantle, and that's a Gatsby. And then also a Gatsby nylon Western saddle carrier. And that's a $60 value. It's a Gatsby insulated and detachable side coolers to keep snacks and drinks, beer, cold and fresh for hours. Convenient top zipper allows you to reach your snacks with ease while riding. Each cooler holds up to 12, 12 ounce cans a 12-pack, baby. Easy (laughs) attach and detach makes gearing up a breeze. How are you
0: sitting on your horse after you drank 12?
2: I don't know. I, I I was younger and dumb. Um, Gatsby Western Saddle Carrier is great for transporting your Western Saddle around the showgrounds. It's made to last and Saddle Carrier offers a full length zippered opening complete with an adjustable shoulder strap and it'll fit larger Western show saddles. I don't know how you can carry one of them big A Western Saddles on your shoulder, but by God, give it a go. <laughs>
0: (laughs) cool curtains is our third prize two seven foot cool curtain panels for your stall door valued at eighty four ninety five each cool curtains are a new technologically advanced product that are scientifically proven to deflect up to eighty percent of the sun's heat rays providing passive cooling to barns run-in sheds stalls kennels aisleways and hay storage buildings with their unique panel design cool curtains also screen out bugs do they screen out fruit flies and birds? <laughs>
2: you're going to have cool curtains around <laughs> yeah, your computer.
0: <laughs> and they allow for airflow and easy access for horses, people, and equipment. Really, they really are a cool product that we didn't know about until so they donated here. So let's go to really bad ads. Now, remember, if you submit a really bad ad, you're entered into the prizes. If you read the really bad ad in your regular voice, you get two entries. No. No. No.
2: no. If you read it. You're so, oh, you're right. Dave, you send yes. in the audio of yes. yourself. Yes. Yes. Sorry. You I was get like... two
0: entries. But if you do it in an accent that is not your own, then you get three entries. Let's start with Danielle. sent this one in. A leopard Appaloosa paint. $700 in Miami. Meet Goofy. He's an adorable little mini pony. He is is broke to lead. Loves his bathay. Easy to catch. We'll jump the hay bales load in the trailer walk up and now to the front porch. No scammers. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> we'll jump the hay bales load in the trailer walk up and down the front porch. No scammers. Okay, it made more sense reading the second time.
2: Okay, but what's awesome is the picture. It looks like a... A cell phone picture of another cell phone. It it is that somebody's taking a picture of a cell phone with the picture up, and it is the a very stinking cute
0: little mini. I don't understand
2: why jumping the hay bales is a thing, but like cool. I don't know what that
0: means. Of course, we don't know what most of these mean. So that's.
2: And Robin sent uh, one in and she sent it in uh, with audio. And we do appreciate that, Robin. But unfortunately, we are unable to play it because there was a lot of potty words in it. And we are not a potty word podcast, at least until the post show. So sorry you get double the entries. But next time there's potty words in an ad, you guys beep it. You know, just be like, just Beep hey, yourself here. out. <laughs> Karen is a beep. You know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> the next one came in from Kelly. Horse for sale, $3,000. And it, that's all it says. And it says tamed dancing horse. Now, the dancing horses typically are Andalusians that are down in Mexico and they get them to where they, you know, do all the things. What uh, what is the picture of, of the the tame dancing horse look like to you, Glenn? Quarter horse, maybe could it's be like a... a chestnut quarter horse yeah. with like a sock yeah. and a very large dude sitting
0: on him in the middle of a street in the city. In, yeah, in the middle of the street. Yeah, in the city. But really there wasn't much of one. a description on this one. Does it. We don't know how old this one is. We don't know much about this one or what uh, what brand right of tame dancing horse he is. Because a lot of times dressage horses are called dancing horses too. Too, but I doubt this is a dressage horse No no. <laughs> uh, the next one, Mary sent it It's a lot of really short ads today You guys found the shortest ads ever this week This one's fantastic <clears throat> Mary sent this one in It's a horse in Jamaica Plains Is that New York? I don't know uh, Black horse, looks pregnant Broke to walk and trot Don't like to run Well, if, he's, <laughs> if she's pregnant, she doesn't like to run no uh, Wow. Well. <laughs> looks pregnant, we're not sure it's probably a gelding.
2: There's a Jamaica Plains <laughs> in Massachusetts. There's a Jamaica Plains in... New York Jamaica. City. <laughs> I think hey, gonna... I'm on! I There's just... a Jamaica Plains in Boston. Okay, so yeah, Boston.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Well, if you would like a horse that speaks with a Boston accent and looks pregnant, this one's for you.
2: Don't like to run! Uh, Andrew <laughs> sent in the next one. This is a fantastic horse trailer, I think. I don't know. It's the says, length
0: of that ramp.
2: I don't really understand what I'm looking at. Uh homemade horse trailer. Yeah, this is homemade. Six hundred bucks. Heavy duty homemade horse trailer. New wiring and light. Tires good. Ramps <laughs> do not come with it.
0: I can see why they're about eighty feet long. <laughs>
2: It's like it's like if you you have a four wheeler, a tractor that you got to drive slowly up into the target. That's what they have down as a ramp. But the door is closed and all you can see is this like rusty. I mean, there's it's got to be a one horse trailer or one and a half horse trailer. It's that's you see the picture.
0: Scroll down. You'll see the picture of the floor. There's a big gap in the middle. There's a big gap oh, right wow. down the middle of the floor,
2: and uh, I'm pretty sure those walls are rusted. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, you're gonna need to
0: tennis shots. A shots. Be good, yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> this thing is a mess. I like
0: how they said new wiring and light. You get one light. And that's There's all you one get. One light. That's amazing. <laughs> that's, that's all you need. One light. It does look homemade. It's very homemade. That's terrible. Yes. Oof. Uh, Lorreen sent this one in again. Lorene, what is up? Why? Wire- did we insult Lorreen? Is that why she's not reading them anymore? Do you
2: want me to read it like
0: she yes, would? Yes, I do. I do. You oh, it's, do a it's a very short ad horse. again.
2: It's a female horse for $2,000. She's not that bad, just so you guys know. But <laughs> in my head, she's awesome like that. Young horse needs green rider selling due to not enough time to spend with her contact for more info. There
0: you go. Another very short ad. <laughs> They're not giving us any details today. You want two thousand dollars for a horse? We don't know the age. We we don't even know whether it's a. Oh, it is a female horse. We but do know it, that it's a
2: young horse, but it needs a green rider. So you can't be good if you're going to ride this young horse. Yeah, that's you interesting need to be new.
0: <laughs> All right, Francis sent the next one in. Uh, Pekin ducks must go in Pearson. I have six Pekin ducks. Is that supposed to be Peking ducks? Peking, yeah. yes. P- i have six pecan ducks that's not how, you know, it's spelled pecan uh make me an offer trade me something i want i just want them gone i have too many birds they eat too much and i've discovered i don't even like duck eggs
2: <laughs> i'm with you duck eggs
0: <laughs> did you try
2: them so no because my chad tried them and i don't Do like they eggs. taste different did he, he, say? he said they're like really eggy eggs like he's like you would hate it because you don't like the taste of eggs and so when i eat eggs i have to cover them in hot sauce and cheese and like kind of like cook them until they're like dry um and so that's how i eat eggs if i eat my own chicken eggs uh and so duck eggs he said they're just eggier and so gross so my mother-in-law comes over because she bakes a lot and apparently duck eggs are great to bake with because they make everything fluffier. yeah yeah
0: i don't know yeah that's probably true i can see that because you want eggier eggs, if that's a word. Uh <laughs> they're huge. We're just making stuff up today. Yeah. You want eggier eggs for baking. <laughs> We're going to get all kinds of emails about duck eggs now. So if I you know about it. duck eggs, you probably know about fruit flies. I want to hear from you.
2: Okay. Enough with the fruit flies. Let it go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't let it go. I'm surrounded.
2: <laughs> Carrie sent this one in. This is Horses in Idaho and Surrounding Areas, a Facebook page. Well, there's a Facebook page for everything located in and it's blacked out 2010 APHA mare. I think she's 16 hands. She's a big girl, but I haven't measured her. She's broke to ride and has been ridden a lot, but we haven't been consistent with her. So I'd say she's still somewhat green, no buck or anything. She can get nervous and be hot when taking new places because we haven't really taken her a lot of places. So she would need an experienced rider to take her more places sweet and she will meet you at the gate easy keeper she's good getting her front feet trimmed but can be a little naughty with her back feet she's had <laughs> shoes put on a couple times but is currently barefoot
0: because they very won't come out anymore Because a fairy won't come out anymore
2: <laughs> which basically she wore them till they fell off yeah, good that's luck it. she loads right up in the trailer she wants i.e she wants to get the heck out of here yeah. she's currently in pasture and gets along with other horses we are quite sure she's Oh, wow. We are quite sure she's in full. We haven't had her checked, but she's starting to get a belly and was bred in April. This would be her first full. She's, oh God. No. I don't want to read the next sentence.
0: Does that mean what I think it means?
2: That's what that means. The next sentence and the last sentence of the ad. She's bred to her sire.
0: Is that good? Mm. That's not good, right? No,
2: that's not good. (laughs)
0: Stop it! I know we call it incest in people. Is it incest in horses?
2: It's line breeding in horses, I'm sure. (laughs) Some sort of
0: fancy terminology. No, don't.
2: You don't breed a horse to her daddy? That's
0: horrible. My guess is that that wasn't wasn't planned. It's just they were out together and nobody realized that could happen. Well,
2: she was bred in April and it's a paint and she was bred to her sire. Like, it sounds like they did Uh, it on purpose. uh, Oh, I'm horrified. It can't be
0: good for bloodlines down the road. It can't be good. That's... All right, let's move on and cleanse ourselves with Aaron.
4: Oh, my head hurts. Hi, this is Aaron in Vermont with a really bad ad from Vermont Craigslist. The ad is a little bit long. Um there are sentences and punctuation. It says, Dallas is a sweet four and a half year old Morgan Cross Gelding, about fourteen hands. He's coming up to be due for shots, stands for farrier and vet, stands tied and to pick feet. I haven't been able to put as much time into him as I wish I could, and he needs a lot of work on the ground. He lounges great. I let kids lead him and he's fine. But are the kids? (laughs) Parentheses, he does get in spats to remind you he's still young and green. He's not for a beginner. However, you can lead kids in him. When he's in constant work, he can walk, trot, canter, stop, back, and jump. However, he's not in constant work right now. (laughs) And he's only four. He's very sweet, first to come up to you in the pasture, good with other horses, respects three-strand electric fence, but sometimes tests it. So he doesn't respect it. It breaks my heart to sell him, but I just really don't have time for uh, him, and with winter coming, he deserves a home that will love him and have the time for him, or I don't want to feed him in the winter. Yep. He loves kids. He's good with cats, dogs, chickens, traffic, ATVs, big dump trucks, dumping stone, tractors, etc. I've ridden him in the woods, down the road. He's perfect. Western English barebacks, halter, snaffle, definitely has a big step for his little legs. No bite, kick, or rear. A good home is a must. Price is negotiable. So, yeah, I think this person is just trying to unload their untrained four-year-old who hasn't killed her kids yet. But uh, if you push him, maybe he will. I don't know. <laughs> so if you want that kind of horse, he's, for, he's here in Vermont for you.
0: Bye. You Get him out of here. <laughs> we want this horse gone because we value our children. It is a long way of saying this is a four-year-old unbroke horse. It was a long way of saying that.
2: I mean, he's good when he's in constant work. He's just not in constant work. So how do you know?
0: We have um, uh, Y.A. Nona up next. Now, we got some new people, uh, new names here today. So it's good to see. And Georgia Peach is, uh, her her email address. Pony and pig for sale, $900. This pony is seven years old and very good with children. The pig is small and it's a female. The pony is also a female and it's a miniature pony. $800 for the pony and $100 for the pig together is $900. That's oh, correct. It is. Thank the, you. The math, math, math is correct. There. <laughs> the math was correct. Um, now
2: the po- the picture is a pony with a goat. So I know <laughs> how much for the goat. <laughs> I, know.
0: I know it's like the goat the, go- the only one left is the goat. The goat gets to stay. The pony and the and- pig are gone.
2: And by the way, the picture of the pony with the goat is just both of their butts are, like, walking off. Yes.
0: I don't know that there's a picture of the front of any of them, actually. No. So, and it looks more like a mini than a pony, but that's just me, I think. All right. uh, Oh, Sharon. Let's talk about Sharon. Okay. So, Sharon sent an ad in to us last week. And she read it in, what did she call it? Her, her uh, Southern, Southern Drift I don't accent. Know, she'll
2: explain it in the ad yes.
0: here. Yes. Let's, let's hear Do what she says. Do you want to hear say. what she says first?
2: I, I think so. Okay. I, I'm not quite sure if she's mad at me or not.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think she is. But This is Sharon again, and I read an ad last week about a certain Mustang Greenbroke broodmare that was some $12,000 or so, and I read it in my Southern Drift accent, which Glenn didn't really even listen to as I understand it. And Jamie made fun of and said I had a speech impediment. So as punishment, I have now found the ad of the stunning rare silver Bay Lusitano by Mustang cross stallion. That is actually the offspring of said mayor, And I'm going to read it in my Southern drift accent. Here we go again. Stunning rare silver Bay Lusitano mustang cross stallion he is apparently born in 2019 15.1 hands he is yes still a stallion so gild that and his color <laughs> is I silver day and his markings are white tail four socks tobiano okay and once again we have serious inquiries only no videos come see him in person or buy sight up seen off our reputation of selling fine horses for over 40 years Leave your phone number and we will call you to fill you in. This boy is stunning with all the flash and primitive markings as well. Sire, 16 hands, damn 14.1, and should mature to 15 to 15.1 hands. Big Ten Mova and his sire, Grand Prix trained and bloodless bullfighter and damn, best prettiest Mustang ever Big Ten Mover are exquisite and can be seen on our website. And then they give that super nice fun personality sound and healthy and will be top class for just about anything work in equitation dream dressage jumping western sports and they may trade for a pb 16 hand pretty hd buckskin lucy andy colt (laughs) stallion no i don't know what i just read either and what is the asking price for this one well of course for that mare who was a mere $12,000, she produced an exquisite cult, and they want a mere $16,000 for him. Yes, indeed. Here we go again. And there you have it.
2: <laughs> wow, Sharon, that was so amazing and beautiful and wonderful, and your accent was perfect and no speech impediment. I was just, I mean, I didn't hear a thing. Like, wow, that's so good. So
0: I listened good. To, to this one. Me. I heard the word Lusitano at least 12 times in the ad. Um, and I, I didn't really understand when they start go, going into the names of the breeding and all that crap. I'm out. Uh, let, me, just...
2: let me let me just interrupt yeah. and say that why the heck are y'all breeding mustangs? Don't do. <laughs>
0: I know. I think Sharon knew that would set you off, too. <gasps> by the way, did you see the picture? This horse is kind of cute, actually. He's really
2: cute. Yeah. However, would it, uh, you're going to charge $16,000 for a colt that is standing in an electric fence and looks by his expression that he's just been shocked by it.
0: Yes, it does. It does actually look that way in this picture. <laughs> But it was very well read. And you know what? Wow, your Sharon. Southern Drift accent is growing on us. And I mean, the, the other on. thing you have to remember, everybody, is that we have, we're we here to do a comedy show, right? Um, so you get triple the entries whether or not we like yeah. your accent. <laughs> <laughs> or if it's good or if it's that's hilarious. Right. We don't so care. Rip. You still get triple the <laughs> entries. So you have a chance of winning crap. Uh, that's just what I'm saying. Oh, my So
2: (laughs) yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm secretly like one part of me is like, she really thinks I'm hilarious. And the other part of me is like, she's going to murder me in my sleep. I can't tell.
0: (laughs) <laughs> All right, that's it for today, or yes, tomorrow. That's it for this tomorrow. Is it for tomorrow. That's <laughs> it. I'm petting elephants right now. <laughs> we'll be back again on Monday. I think Jamie's going to be home from petting elephants. If she survived her wild safari, she'll be here on Monday. If an elephant I, I hasn't trampled her chance.
2: elephants hint. are the safest part of Hugo, Oklahoma.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that might be true. Watch out for the flies. Uh, uh-huh. you know, they're probably big up there. So All thanks, right, everybody. thanks everybody. We'll see you. Hey, hang Spay. on for the post show. We're going to talk about birthday gifts a bit.
2: Spay, and neuter, and guilt.